Galatians 5, 13, and 14. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for this day, and just thank you for letting us all gather here today to worship you and to praise your name and come together as one body and one spirit to worship you, Lord. And we ask that you be with uh, Brother Steve as he has prepared a message to give to us today, and we ask that in all things uh, he uh, all things he says today that it is scriptural and that uh, it fills us with encouragement and uh, uh, the strength and the uh, courage to go out into the world throughout this week and throughout our lives to uh, teach your word and bring others to you, Lord. We ask that you uh, be with all those that were mentioned today, whether they were sick or had lost loved ones or uh, maybe it was happy news. We ask that you just be with all those and all those that weren't mentioned, Lord. Uh, we just thank you once again for this day and allowing us to worship here together to praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. It is good to be here today. Not a single amen. <laughs> Let's try that again. Good morning, everyone. It is good to be here today. There we go. I got a double amen from someone. I think that, thank you, brother. I know who that was. Thank you so much. Um, we are here. It is, if you didn't know, July 4th, Independence Day. At least I hope it is, because that's the sermon I've prepared. So, I don't normally do uh, themed sermons, but I thought it was, uh, well, prayed about it a lot, and it was on my heart a lot. And this is uh, something that we've talked about quite a bit over the last year, is about the freedom we have in Christ. If you're walking through life going, man, I don't know, I just don't think I'm good enough, you know, it's hard, it's hard being a Christian, I don't feel like, if, if that's how you're going through life, then you don't understand the gospel. The gospel is freedom, freedom to be loved, freedom to be forgiven, freedom to have eternal life. And I know that's not what most of my sermons focus on, but uh, because it is good to know what God wants us to do. His ways are perfect. His law is perfect. But our perfect keeping of the law isn't what makes us saved. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. As the scripture he read, don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Shall we continue sending so that grace may abound? By no means. But we have to understand that we have a loving God who sent His Son to die for us, and that Son willfully walked to the cross and let Himself be tortured to death so that you can live free and live in joy. And if you, don't walk, if you walk around going, man, I don't know, I don't know, I just feel like things have gone sideways for me. You're not living in the freedom of Christ. We're set truly free. But that's not mainly what my 
sermon is about this morning. Can you guys hear me okay, by the way? Okay. I was going to, it's, it's my son back there in the booth, so I'm always like, two, two dB higher. All right, there we go. So we're celebrating Independence Day today because we're Americans. We like independence. I like independence. This country was founded, arguably, by people who wanted the freedom to worship God as their consciences led them to do so. That was a lot of it. Mostly nowadays, it's about things that go boom and a long night of my dog jumping up on the bed. It's basically just what it means for me. It's already kind of started last night a little bit. Um, But we do need to think about freedom because it's something that we hold dear. And it is something that we should hold dear. But we also need to have a little bit more nuanced view of what freedom is. You know, mostly we think of freedom as, you know what, you're not going to step on my rights. You're not going to tell me what to do. No one tells me what to do. Look at me. I'm not the kind of person you tell what to do. You got it? That's right. I've got suspenders of justice on right now. You ain't telling me what to do. I'm my own person. And Yeah, I want to be free. I want to do what I want to do. I want to be free to raise my kids. I want to be free to teach them what I think is right. I want to be free to worship God. I want to be free to do a lot of things. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 20. We have to remember that freedom may not be exactly what we think it is. I'm not free from gravity. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. When you were slaves of sin, you had no duty to do anything good. Yeah, you were free from doing good things. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? Yeah, you were free back when you were slaves of sin. You were freed from righteousness. No one, you had no obligation to do anything that God wants you to do. But what, what, how did that work out for you? That's what Paul's saying. How did, how did that work out? All those things you used to do that you're ashamed of now, yeah, you were free from righteousness, true, but what kind of fruits did you get? Because the ending of those things is death. But now that you've been set free from sin, you become slaves to God. And again, that word, as many of you might know, is doulos. It's a complicated word. It means someone in the full-time, 24-hour, 24-7 service of God. The fruit of this life leads to sanctification, means you are now holy. And the end of this is not destruction, but eternal life. Because the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's where our thinking goes wrong a lot as Christians in America. We tend to think that we can be free. And you know what? You can't be free. 
the freest thing you can be is free to be God's child. Freedom to live in the Garden of Eden. That is where we were meant to be. Where we don't have to worry. Where we don't have to think about, okay, man, I hope... Where we just walk with God and He just provides for us and we just love Him and He loves us back. That's freedom. But we tend to think, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be completely free. Well, you can't be completely free. Like, I'm not free from the laws of gravity. You are going to be a slave to something in this world, whether you think you are or not. And the ones who think they're not enslaved are the saddest, most miserable people. Because they are. We're either enslaved to God or we're enslaved to sin because sin is a result of our desires and our rebelliousness. So when things start to become about, when your freedom means freedom to do what I want, when I want, where I want, you're not living in freedom at all. You're lying to yourself. And I've experienced that. (laughs) And I've experienced the freedom there is in Christ. Basically, you just have to decide, are you going to be like this guy is required to wear... He's not a king, but look at all that stuff he's required to wear. He looks like a king, though, and yet he's a servant. He's beholden to the king. Whereas someone out on the streets, they're free, man. I'm free to do whatever I want. No one tells me what to do. I don't show up at any certain time. But people living on the streets, if you've spent a lot of time with them, which I have, I've lived with them. They're not free. They're by no means free. Sure, they don't have to do anything, but they don't live in freedom. They live in terror, and they live in need. And we have to understand that. You are not a god. And neither am I. We're going to be beholden to something or someone, either to a loving God who wants to care for us, every nanosecond of the day, or we're going to be a slave to this world. We're going to be a slave to sin. And if you don't understand that, you can get caught in a really bad trap. And I feel like most Americans probably are caught in that trap. I was caught in that trap for a long time. I wanted to be a Christian. I wanted to be God's man. But you know what? I also didn't want people telling me what to do because I am smarter than everyone else. I'm wiser than everyone else. But I'm not. I was a slave to my own desires and my own ego. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. We studied Galatians quite in depth on Wednesday night, so this should be familiar. This is toward the end of it. Galatians chapter 5. This this is kind of a ridiculous sentence until you, you just really think about it. For freedom, Christ has set us free. What? For freedom, Christ has set us free. Christ set us free so that we can be free. So be firm, stand firm, be strong, and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. 
In this context, Paul is talking about people who want to come along and go, well, you may think you're a Christian, but you're not a Christian unless you do the things I say you should do. That's submitting to a yoke of slavery. It's not about what I think you should do. It's about what God thinks you should do. It's about what His Word says you should do. It's as simple as that. Don't submit to a yoke of slavery because Christ is freedom. Christ didn't come to earth live his life, and be tortured to death so that we could be slaves again. We shouldn't be slaves to sin. We shouldn't be slaves to mankind's wisdom. We should be loyal servants of a king who treats us, who dresses us, who holds us up as though we ourselves were king, where we're indistinguishable from kings. The, the, true, the reality of the cosmos is those are the choices. That's what the Bible is saying over and over again. But we'll continue to read. Um, skipping down to verse 13. You were called to freedom, brothers, but don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another because the whole law is fulfilled in one word you shall love your neighbor as yourself now this seems like this this is backwards he's saying we're free but don't use our freedom to do evil on the other hand we're free to be servants to each other that doesn't sound very free to me that sounds silly what does that mean you mean i'm free to do what you want me to do? Or more to the point, what you need me to do? I'm free to do that? I'm free to meet your needs? No. No, no, no. That's not freedom. And yet, that's how Christ lived his life. Christ holds the universe together by the power of his word, and yet he came to serve me and to serve you. And the uncomfortable truth for us as Americans is that in order to truly be free, we must serve. Not my opinion. It's God's truth. In order to be free, I have to love you the way I love myself. Which is kind of counterintuitive. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He talks about those who are in the world can't see Christ. Christ talks about they can't hear His voice because there's a veil over their eyes. But the veil is put there by them. In verse 16, Paul writes, but when somebody turns to the Lord, that veil is removed from their eyes. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, okay? God is not physical. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It's not looking like Jesus, that makes us free. It's having the Spirit of God that makes us free. 
And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image as God from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. Now there's a lot there. Let's listen to this. I have seen the Spirit of God at work all the time. In this past week, I've seen the Spirit of God at work in my presence. But the most significant way, in my opinion, that the Spirit of the Lord works with us, works His power, is to change us to not make us look like Jesus. We don't know what Jesus looked like. But we're being transformed into the same image, one degree of glory to another. Bit by bit, we are changed. We were made in the image of God, but our rebellion pulls us away from the image of God. Bit by bit, the Spirit of God conforms us to the image of Christ. Where every day, if we live in the Spirit and walk by the Spirit, we become more like Him. What does this mean? Why, what does this have to do with freedom? Because He says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> this is hard to imagine. But being free, to truly be free, you can't just be your old self. To be free, you have to change. And that change comes by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. This is going to get even more confusing. Hopefully, it will get less confusing as we start to put the pieces together as the Spirit changes us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Because this is the will of God, that you, by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. How many contradictory statements is Peter going to write in, in one small space? I'm free to let the man keep me down? I'm free to let the man tell me what to do? Yeah. Being subject and being free are the same thing. Because Christ put Himself under subjection to God and even put Himself under subjection of the Romans, under subjection of the Jews. He was king. He was free to destroy them, but instead He chose to love them. It wasn't important that Jesus got His own way. 
It was important that God's glory was shown in his life. That's the important thing we need to remember. We're free to be changed by the Spirit. And we're free to, under every circumstance, show the glory of God by putting to shame all the ignorant who say that we're not from God because we are. And we show that in doing good. Not not by saying, you know what? You're not going to tell me what to do. No. We show that we're like Christ that we say, you know what? That's all fine. What's important? God's glory will be shown no matter what I do because I walk with Him. The only way to get what I need, the only way to be free, is to not demand what I want. And that's hard. That's hard for me. It's really hard for me. I don't like things to not be the way I want them to be. (laughs) I don't put up with that very well. You can uh, ask my parents. Probably ask my wife. Don't ask my wife. I don't like it when things aren't the way I want them to be. But you know what? I need to change. I need to be more like Christ. And say, you know what? Everyone can get one over on me. That's fine. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus let everyone show how powerful they were. But God showed how powerful He was through Him. Therefore, I don't have to walk through my life going, I hope I'm good enough. I hope I did all my God stuff today, man. I hope I did all my God stuff. Oh, did I read the Bible enough? I don't know. Oh, did I pray the right way? I don't I'm not. Am I even good enough? No, I'm not good enough. Did the, am I a good enough preacher? Clearly not. But God is more than good enough. And if you don't believe that, Repent. Look in your life. The more you allow God to change you, the more He will change you. The more you allow God's power into your world, the more powerful He will show Himself to be. And that is truth. God is a God of power. Let's finish off this verse. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. It's almost like he's saying the same thing again. doesn't make sense. (laughs) These are contradictory statements. How can I fear God and honor the emperor? Well, you can. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Verse 18. Servants, be subject... Be subject to your masters. Respectfully, with all respect. Not only to the good masters, but also to the unjust masters. Separate verse after that. They promise freedom, the people in the world, but they themselves are slaves to corruption because whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. And that's the truth. The truth is, 
You're either set free by God, a willing servant of the King, robed in glory, bound for eternal life, or you're a subject to corruption. Everything in this world rots and fades. Everything good about you, everything that you like, will eventually be gone. About your physical person, what remains is your soul. What remains is faith, hope, and love. You will be overcome by something. If you think that's not true, you are lying to yourself. The same way the world lies to itself. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. It corrupts from the outside and it corrupts from the inside. We have to do better than that. Freedom looks good on paper. Right now, it it seems like kind of an undercurrent to our whole society is, you know what? I'm not going to let anyone, you know, let's defund the police. (laughs) Because I'm not going to have anybody tell me what to do. Yeah, freedom from the police is freedom to get shot. You know, that's the truth. We don't need freedom. We need obedience to a perfect God. And freedom sounds good on paper, but it doesn't live up to its promise. I remember, I'll say this in closing, I worked with a lot of kids as their therapist. And I remember I had a few, but one kid, we'll call him Nick. That wasn't his name. But Nick had been institutionalized his entire life. He went from home to home to home. <laughs> and he had some difficulties, and he had a relationship with, her, with his mother, whom he loved, but it was a very toxic relationship. And this kid was confused and hurt. And so he would try to sneak out and... When I was talking with him, he said to me multiple times, I knew he was serious, his perfect life would be living on the streets, panhandling, and sleeping under a tree. Because he wanted that freedom. Did that make him safe and happy? No. It didn't. He's right. No one told him you have to show up at this time. Nobody told him you have to clean this. Nobody told him you have to read that. He was free to just be a potato and be in danger all the time. That's freedom. And I think, you know, he he was... I'm a slave to gravity again, or slave to physics. He was 19 when I last talked to him, and he wasn't any different than he had been when he was nine years old. He'd kind of stuck in that childish feeling of, you know what, I'm not going to let anyone tell me what to do. And sadly, he probably is free right now, free to live in a prison somewhere. I'm sure that's where he is. Because he demanded freedom, he gets the opposite of it. We need to understand that we're not God's. Hopefully you will learn without having to learn the hard way that your desires 
are the worst master you can ever have. Do not become a slave to your desires. Do not become slave to this world. Instead, humble yourself before God and He will lift you up. Let's be free. Let's have joy. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I do. I have the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And I am so happy. I am so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Down in my heart. And I'm not going to become a slave to corruption. I'm not going to become a slave to some weird doctrine. God loves me. God saves me. And I'm bound for eternal life. Thank you. If you want to be free from corruption, free from sin, free to live eternally with God, be baptized this morning into Jesus Christ and you'll receive His Spirit and you'll receive eternal life. If you have any other need, please also come forward while we stand and while we sing this song.